Hello, and welcome to the Blossoms of Courage podcast, a podcast designed to inspire the women of today with the women of yesterday. I'm your host, Maddie May. Well, this is the week of Christmas, so I thought for today's Blossom of Courage that I would talk about someone who was the mother of one of the great hymn writers. Her son also wrote a couple of Christmas carols, which is why I decided to talk about this particular mother, because of her influence in his life and his siblings. Before I dive into today's story, I think it's important that we get some background on the times in which Susanna Annesley was born. A few years before she was born, the Church of England proclaimed its supremacy over the English Protestant nonconformist or dissenting churches. In 1662, the Act of Uniformity was passed, requiring all Church of England ministers to use the Book of Common Prayer. If they didn't, they'd be forced out of their parish and banned from preaching. One of the 2,000 ministers who refused and then was forced to leave his pulpit was Samuel Annesley. He was then forced, like the others, to make a living by teaching, writing, or preaching wherever he could find work to provide for his large family. Susanna Annesley was born January 20, 1660, to Samuel and Mary Annesley. She was the youngest of 25 children. She had barely any formal education, but because she grew up in a highly academic home with 24 elder siblings, she became very well-rounded in her education. Her father taught her Greek, Latin, French, logic, metaphysics, and religion. She was known for being brilliant, beautiful, and strong-willed. Quite often in the Ansley household, there would be well-known preachers who would come to visit and talk with her father, men such as Thomas Manton, Richard Baxter, and John Owen. At the young age of 13, Susanna left her father's home, saying she was going to join the Church of England, and she remained there until her death. When Susanna was 19, she met a 26-year-old aspiring Anglican minister, Samuel Wesley. She married him November 11, 1688. Together, they had 19 children. Due to a minor dispute over the rightful sovereign of England, Samuel left his family for a year, leaving Susanna to tend to the children. While he was away, Susanna wrote this to him. I'm a woman, but I'm also the mistress of a large family, and though the superior charge of the souls contained in it lies upon you, yet in your long absence I cannot but look upon every soul you leave under my charge as a talent committed to me under a trust. I'm not a man nor minister, yet as a mother and a mistress I felt I ought to do more than I had yet done. I resolved to begin with my own children, in which I observed the following method. I take such a portion of time as I can spare every night to discourse with each child apart. On Monday, I talk with Molly, on Tuesday with Hetty, Wednesday with Nancy, Thursday with Jackie, Friday with Patty, Saturday with Charles. This was not the only hardship that the Wesleys bore. Samuel was imprisoned many times for being unable to pay debts. At one point, the parishioners rebelled by shooting guns into the sky. It kept the newest baby's nurse awake until she became so exhausted that she fell asleep and accidentally smothered the baby. At one point, the family barn was burnt down. And then there's the well-known story of six-year-old John Wesley, who was rescued from a window when the rectory caught on fire. He was a brand plucked from the burning. Susanna was known to be a woman of prayer, and she was often known to throw her apron over her head when she prayed, and her children knew they were not to disturb her. Since there was no evening church service, Susanna began a time of reading scriptures or sermons to her children and singing hymns. Many began to join the family, and her little services soon grew to around 200 people, and she was asked by her husband to stop, but she refused, saying, If you do, after all, think fit to dissolve this assembly, do not tell me that you desire me to do it, 
for that will not satisfy my conscience. But send me your positive command, and in such full and express terms as may absolve me from guilt and punishment, for neglecting this opportunity of doing good, when you and I shall appear before the great and awful tribunal of our Lord Jesus Christ. Due to the debts that Samuel left her at his death in the spring of 1735, she relied on her children the rest of her life. John Wesley went on to become the founder of Methodism, along with his brother Charles. Charles Wesley is known as a well-known hymn writer of And Can It Be, Christ the Lord is Risen Today, Hark the Ange Herald Angels Sing, and Come the Long-Expected Jesus, and many more. And I will read the last one at the end of today's podcast. Susanna Wesley died at the age of 74 in 1742. She had an unwavering faith in God and was an example of a godly wife and mother. She was a blossom of courage. If you'd like to learn more about the life of Susanna Wesley, there are links in the description. To close this podcast, I'd like to read you the hymn by her son, Charles. Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us, let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king. Born to reign in us forever, now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. Thank you for listening to the Blossoms of Courage podcast, a podcast designed to inspire the women of today with the women of yesterday. I'm your host, Maddie May. I hope you all have a happy Incarnation Day as we celebrate the first coming of Christ and look toward his second.